We all need a place to live and what we're looking for may change throughout our lives. What doesn't change is the need for it to fulfill a purpose. More than a place, it's an environment that should serve you and build you up. Join us, your hosts, MK Corey and Giselle Rivera, as we help you find a place to live. We're going live on one, two, three. Good morning, America. <laughs> Good morning, DFW. Today is breaking news. It's cold. It's cold in Texas. It's very cold. Yeah. At least at the time of this recording, though. Yes. I think it's going to be icy this week, which is normal for like late January, February. Yeah. So if you're interested in moving to the area and expecting warm all the time, there are times when it's not. Yeah. So if you're looking for a home and you're touring homes in February, you might think that it's just a very cold place to live, but it's it's just for a little while. It's just, it's just a season. Yeah. So. so let's say, welcome to A Place to Live podcast. We're your hosts, MK Corey. And I'm Giselle Rivera. And today we're going to talk about budget. Budgets. So far in this month's series, we've been talking about finding an agent and then that agent helping you find a lender or maybe your friends helping you find a lender. And it is possible that when you talk to a lender, maybe you're not ready to buy now. You may come up with a game plan mm -hmm. to be able to then buy a home three months, six months, a year from now. Who knows? Depending on where you are financially. So today we want to talk about then how to approach that game plan and come up with a budget. Yes. So fun. So much fun. This is the scary part. <laughs> this is the your homework part. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, because with lenders, they'll they'll do the numbers for you. And it's really important if you are thinking about buying a house to get pre-approved and to see what that actually looks like, because you can talk theoretics all day long, but until you run the numbers and see where you are, you don't know. And sometimes you don't, it's not now. The numbers are telling you maybe later, and here's what we can do. Um, and a really great place to start is thinking, how much do you want to pay per month? Right. So if you are renting right now, what are you paying in rent? Are you comfortable with that? Do you want to go up a little bit? That's a really great place to start because at the end of the day, like interest rates fluctuate, right? Mm -hmm. And that may impact then the price of the home that you can afford. Right. So when you look at it from the lens of the monthly payment, what you're comfortable with, then you can come up with, or the lender can come up with options for you as to the type of loan that you could get. You know, if you need more money up front, mm -hmm. because maybe to get to that monthly payment, you may need more money up front for a down payment to get to that number. And how much you pay in rent is a really good ballpark if you already own. You know, is that an amount that you feel comfortable with? And within your budget, can you, like, are you, do you want to pay a little bit more as well? Right. So or less, like if you're renting and you have a roommate and you don't want to pay what you're paying in rent by yourself but there's other things you could do there you i mean you could you can house hack that's a different conversation oh, yeah. that could be a whole <laughs> other episode but to get to the monthly number yes starting with like what you're paying now what you're comfortable with or what you want to be paying is a very 
important piece up front because then you can work backwards. The other thing that you have to take into consideration is if there is a monthly HOA fee mm-hmm. or if you're in a condo, condo fees, um, different things like that contribute to your monthly number and then would directly impact the overall number you can afford. Um, and the other lever being what you're willing to bring to the table up front to cover closing costs and down payment. Yeah, absolutely. And also, particularly here in Texas, at property taxes, yeah. the rates tend to be high compared to other states, which means when you are applying for a loan and coming up with those numbers, you have to consider not, much, not, not only what you're going to pay for the mortgage itself, but what, what will go into what's called the escrow account in mm-hmm. terms of insurance and property taxes. Yes. So, okay. So now let's say you want to spend per month, let's call it 3000 just to be a bit more realistic with current prices. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you have the conversation with the lender, they come up and say, okay, so to be able to pay that amount on average per month, this is how much money do you need to pay in terms of closing costs, um, down payment, and let's say just 50K. Mm-hmm. Do you have that in your account or not? Mm-hmm. It's possible that you might not. So now we're, we have to then work backwards to come up with that amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The other thing that you can take a look at is interest rate because they might run your credit and your credit may not be where you want it to be. And that directly impacts your interest rate as well. So maybe they'll give you different ways for them to rapidly, for you to rapidly repair and you can bump it down or up. (laughs) You want to bump a credit. Certain numbers are up and down and good. And anyway, um, with credit specifically, you can have a lender go through a rapid repair program and they'll say like, hey, pay off this credit card or ask to extend this credit card or be added to credit cards of your spouse or partner or parents to extend the length of credit that you've had. And that can help your interest rate overnight, or you might have to go through a program to work through it um, over a long period of time. But they might also tell you like, hey, one way to adjust your interest rate is if you put 5% or 10% or 15% down, because that'll impact your interest rate as well. Because that, all that's saying is what, how risky, how much risk is the bank taking on in order to lend you this money? And that's kind of where the interest rate comes from. Yeah. And there's also the other side of the of the coin as well, because when you talk to a lender, maybe, you know, you have great credit and a low debt to income ratio and great income, and you may be able to afford on paper a million dollar house. Mm-hmm. That's the top of your budget. Right. And if you purchase on the top of your budget, then two things to keep in mind. One, if there's a life change or anything, Mm -hmm. you know, how much wiggle room do you have left? That's one. Two, with appreciation raises in property taxes year over year, that could also then impact your monthly payment. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, with that million dollar home, you wanted to only pay $3,000 per month. That is putting you, I'm going to come up with the random number of 6,000. Well, you don't have to buy the million dollar home. Right. Just because you could theoretically afford Afford it. it. So when you're working, you know, with your lender and coming up with options, just ask to have those different scenarios presented to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's my top? 
what's the top of my of my budget of what I can afford in terms of price and then what if I want to only pay three thousand then what's my new top and that can give you a number that is closer to what you truly can afford because when they're running the numbers and giving you you know what you can afford they're only looking at you know, specific pieces of information, mm-hmm. you know, just the true debt to income. Do you have student loans, car loans, um, credit card debt, just consumer debt overall, but they're not looking at your plans, your plans <laughs> uh, or other expenses that are not debt. Yeah. So maybe you have kids, small kids, and they are going to um, childcare. Right. You know, and that's 2000 per month. Well, that's it's in, now impacting what you can actually afford month to month. Right. Or if you want to take a vacation or if you have expensive hair habits, <laughs> <laughs> they're not taking into consideration that okay. you're getting a massage every week and getting your hair done and maintaining your nails. And, you know, maybe you have a horse. I don't know. And like, it's not going to take into those, those kinds of um, future expenses they're just looking at what you can borrow based off of what you're promised to pay off somebody else and what you're making right now. Yeah. So when you're coming up with that budget, just keep that in mind. And we want to talk more specifically then on how do we make it happen and how do you actually budget? So mm-hmm. thinking about what, how much you want to pay, finding your true top based on what you want to pay and how much you would need to put cash up front, then we can go to the next step of working backwards. So how about we do that after a word from our sponsors? Great. Today, we are sponsored by our own hard work and dedication. Thank you to us for showing up. That's right. We are investing in our future selves. So just connect with us on social media. I'm fine plena. And I'm MK Sells Texas on Instagram. So keep listening to a Place to Live podcast. I love our sponsors. So good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about working backwards to the two numbers that we need to have in mind, the monthly amount and then what we're willing to bring to the table to upfront. Yeah. So finding your number, mm-hmm. um, that, that is something that is so personal. Um, some people may want to pay more for a house because they don't go out a lot and mm-hmm. all they want to do is have a really beautiful big home. Right. Versus other people, they just like traveling. So how how do you find your number? So for Ryan and I, when we were shopping, it was right at the beginning of COVID. And there were a lot of furloughs and layoffs going mm. out on. And so we were both working and considered essential workers, which is funny. But um, we decided that we wanted our monthly payment to be something that one of us could carry alone if that were the case Mm -hmm. or you know like if we decided to you know change jobs and there was going to be a blip of time where we weren't both actively working we wanted to be able to do that and and be fine so we ran the numbers based off of our expenses money in money out essentially Mm -hmm. um whether it was debt or just things we were putting money toward um versus what we were bringing in and decided from there 
what we wanted our monthly amount to be and um, took a look at our financial, like our savings accounts and said like, okay, we can put this much into it. We can, we can do without this much and we're willing to put that toward the down payment. Um, and the other thing that we were considering in what, and what actually really did influence what home we bought was new home builders at the time were offering upfront incentives. So we got like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars toward our down payment and toward the closing of our home upfront, which helped us and, and, you know, allowed us to have a different monthly payment for the amount of house that we got essentially. Um, and yeah, so it was kind of a little bit of both. Like we wanted it to be this number and there were different numbers that we could pull to make the monthly number make sense. Yeah. We did something similar. We are also dual income Mm -hmm. and we first were looking at the top of the budget. Mm -hmm. We were paying this amount in a high cost of living area. So we figured, well, we, no, we were already paying that amount. Let's just keep paying that. Mm-hmm. And then as we started looking, stop feeling as comfortable paying as much. Mm-hmm. So we started decreasing the mm-hmm. amount that we were willing to pay, particularly because of that. It was also at the beginning of, of COVID that we started looking for a home and there was a lot of uncertainty of mm-hmm. jobs. Exactly. And we wanted to be in a position that if either of us lost our job, and if it was even both, like our savings could help us keep paying set payment. Right. So this is not possible for everyone. And I know that at this point of our lives, we're privileged. Yeah. But the the way that we set up that payment was we actually wanted to pay, you know, be able to pay our mortgage with only one paycheck out of the four per month. So we are paid bi-weekly. Yeah. So not only being able to pay with one income, but actually being able to pay with one paycheck. Mm-hmm. So that completely reduced our top, our sure. price of, of the house that we could afford. And that was more of how comfortable mm-hmm. or not we feel with having debt mm-hmm. and the uncertainty in the market and not knowing what light ahead that we wanted to play it safe. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's because that's our level of comfort and not because we wanted to leave a lavished lifestyle. I have gray hair, so I don't <laughs> I don't go to the salon every month. So that's not an impact on my budget. But if I want to go, I could go, right? Sure. But just we started looking at what we feel comfortable with mm-hmm. and with the level of risk and we start going down. And now if we're looking, well, one, one paycheck that's a very specific number yeah that's a very specific number and with that amount then we we go to the lenders like okay for that payment then what's the price range that we're looking at Mm -hmm. and then that basically reduced the the price of the homes that we that we want to to then purchase right and we ended up actually then buying in a different area yeah (laughs) because where we were looking at that was just not possible right and the only way you found that out was by running the numbers. So you have to be comfortable enough in being vulnerable and figuring out what your numbers are and being honest with yourself, what you're comfortable with mm-hmm. to be able to find that. Because the like the, the whole point of this budget conversation is that the lender is going to tell you, you a number 
you need to do your own homework to figure out if that number is where you really should be and what is right is up to you. Yeah. And there's yeah. no, like, there's no specific magic number. No. Some there's will tell you, yeah, yeah, rule of thumbs of 25% of your gross income, or some will say 25%, but making sure that it, you, you could have a 15 year instead of a 30 year use that number as a ballpark mm. to get to the number so there are different ways to to go about it we went with the patient route because that's yeah. a very specific number and you could expect salary increases but they're not guaranteed and they typically they're not significant enough year over year so I think it's yeah. a really good starting point and then if you're thinking about paying up debt then it's also a good idea to make a list of what you're spending. There are a lot of tracking mobile apps mm -hmm. that allow you to then put everything that you spend mm -hmm. on a debit card or credit card, put it in a category. Is it pets? Is it beauty? Is it entertainment? Entertainment. Is it and then yeah. you can actually see how much you're spending month, like every every month on that specific budget and see if that's something that is negotiable. Right. Because maybe shell care, it's, it is what it is. Right. If you have to pay $2,000 a month for your toddler, it is what it is. But maybe you're spending $100 in streaming services because you have Netflix, Hulu, Disney, mm -hmm. all of them. Well, maybe you need all of do them. you need all of them? Do you no, need you them at all? You don't. And here's why. Because the library will check you out. DVD. <laughs> library card. <laughs> library card. Yeah, so that's a really good way to then start identifying where can I, where can you cut, cut back? Yeah, and there are, I mean, there are only so much, there's only so much you can cut back. Mm -hmm. um, most financial advisors are saying more commonly these days, there's only so much cutting back you can do. There's endless earning potential, mm -hmm. but it's hard and we understand that. And there's, there's limitations to how much time you can put into things. And if you mm -hmm. have a family and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it really does come down to what you're comfortable with. Um, but we would highly recommend putting all of your expenses on paper and taking a real look at what's going on. Um, I am a big fan of the budget Nista and she wrote a book called get good with money. You can check it out with your library card, um, or listen to the audiobook. She's also got a website. So take a look at that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Afford Anything podcast, Paula mm -hmm. Pant. We started listening when we started to look for a home. She's very into real estate investments and passive income. And it was more about the mindset of, of saving and investing that we actually needed to, to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the other piece of the puzzle, right? You talk to the lender and now you have how much money do you need to pay upfront? Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that right now, on your savings or your investments, then you need to come up with that money. And if it's all you're getting per month after all of your expenses is a thousand dollars and you need 50, well, that's, that's a lot of months, right? Right. So are there alternative ways to make money? And when it comes to the debt, because that actually has a, a huge impact mm -hmm. on what you could afford, not everyone in the financial community is a fan of Dave Ramsey. I think there is a purpose. There is a reason why he has a very restrictive approach mm -hmm. on investments and leveraging depth. And it's more because of his personal experience. Mm -hmm. But if 
you need to pay down debt to be able to afford the home that you want, then his money makeover is perfect for that. Mm -hmm. So to put you on a mindset and give you a plan to pay down debt. Yeah. So when it comes to being able to buy a home and coming up with a budget, always thinking, you know, listing out your expenses, Mm -hmm. seeing where you can cut, Mm -hmm. how much money you can save per month, and then how much money do you need for closing costs and down payment? Right. And you brought a really good point as well that maybe because it will take you the 50 months to be able to come up with the 50K, maybe you want to consider going the, the new construction route if the market provides for the builders to be providing um, incentives towards closing costs and down payments. Right. Or talk to an agent because they might also be able to tell you about like USDA loans where you can do 0% down upfront, but it's only going to be in certain areas. So right. um, and, you just need to know your options. Yeah. And also maybe with your options, when you're look, talking to the lender, if you can get a buy down to, to lower the fixed rate, maybe that's something that could be negotiated on an offer in an existing home. Right. Now, you would be able to buy the home at the asking price so long that the seller gives you, I don't know, 10K, 15K towards to be able to lower your interest rate. Right. So there are different ways about it. Depending on the market. Depending <laughs> on the market. And that's why, you know, it's important to, to be to be working with someone who's knowledgeable because um, then you, you would be able to learn and find what options are available for you in that point of time. Right. And what suits you? Because the last thing we want is to get you into a home that no longer suits you as soon as you walk through the door. Random question. Yeah. What is the hardest thing for you to cut to be able to meet a budget? Food. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy um, eating out and specifically we enjoy not doing dishes. <laughs> yes. That is actually the food is it. It's the biggest for most people. Yeah. You know, either groceries or, or eating out. It mm-hmm. takes a bunch and for us, put having the bucket and seeing how much we were sp- spending on takeout and delivery um, services, that was a big amount. Mm-hmm. And we just went full on to be able to save up what we needed. Yeah. We cut it out and said we can only afford once a week. Right. So we have to eat at home every day, but that one, one takeout or one restaurant. So would you say food is yours too? Yeah. 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 My dog is like, whatever I have to pay is non-negotiable. The dog. <laughs> Sweet Drex are treated very well. Yeah. <laughs> People might have heard him on this episode barking in the background, but Doodles love attention. So he just wants to be part of the podcast. Maybe he'll make a guest appearance. <laughs> be. He would love that. What does he think about homes? <laughs> he loves his home. That's for sure. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that pretty much covers it. Did you have anything else to add? Now, um, see you next time on a place to live podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Well, fortunately, we're making this podcast for fun and to build better lives. This is considered entertainment and should not be taken as financial tax or legal advice. Please, please, please contact a licensed professional before taking action in those areas. If you need somebody, we are happy to help you find someone.